This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode number 60. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. Hello and welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, the podcast which brings the science of happiness to your earbuds. Today we're going to talk about resources. Now, when things are hard, it can be difficult to gain a realistic understanding of um, all the strengths and resources we actually have at hand. So today, I want to help you to think about your life in terms of resources. We will look at 16 areas of life which can help you get a closer picture of everything that is actually working out for you. Now, maybe as I go through this list, you think, oh, crap. Actually, a lot of the resources are seriously depleted. Now, if that's the case, be grateful that you understand that now. Because a lot of people, they are running on low resources, so to speak, But they don't understand what's going on, so they can change anything. Now you, you can change something about it because now you're aware of it. So if you want to use this list to look at resources you would like to build, you can do that. Although I really think it helps you to be grateful for what you have. That's my actual goal today. I would suggest, however, that if you want to build it up, That you start with things that are easiest for you, not the hardest. Now, often we go and look at the areas in our lives which bug us the most. And then we try some brand new trick or tool. And we haven't mastered the trick or tool yet. But we try to apply it to the biggest and hardest problem. And that usually doesn't work. So if you identify resources which you have struggled with for years and years... I would suggest that to get going with this, you start with those which seem like easy wins, low-hanging fruit. Go for those. And then afterwards, we can see what happens. The first of the 16 areas is health. Now, when it comes to health, people usually immediately feel guilty. Have you ever met anyone who says, I feel good about how much I eat, exercise, and sleep? I don't know about you, I haven't met too many of those people. We're constantly bombarded with models and grandpas running marathons that it's hard not to feel inferior. Yet your health is more than that. What are you actually doing instead of not doing? For example, daily showers and brushing your teeth seems like nothing, but that wasn't normal 100 years ago. What's up with your digestion? How are your arms feeling today? That might sound strange, but actually, if you think about it, they're all part of our body, right? Why shouldn't they get some attention? And why shouldn't be grateful to them if they work so perfectly? Now, this doesn't mean we gloss over things that are a problem. The thing is that guilt in the long term is not a good motivator. If it were, we would all be doing great. Because there's no shortage of things that make us feel guilty. So, when you look at your health, try to look at the things that you are already doing. The things that are working without you actually doing anything. And think about those things as your resources. 
Now the second is self-esteem. This is really about the relationship you have with yourself. You have your imperfections like everybody else, but are you generally at peace with yourself? Do you at least try to be a good person? If the answer is yes, then the relationship you have with yourself can be a resource. Nobody talks to us more often than we do, so it really helps if we get along with ourselves. This frees up a lot of energy to think about other things. The third is goals, values, and spiritual life, and that's three huge things all kind of mixed into one. What we believe and what we aspire aspire to can be a great resource. They are in fact so important that they have their own episodes. So if you're interested in either spirituality, which was covered in episode 28 and 29, and values, number 45, go check those out. Our goals, values, and spiritual life can help us keep our perspective straight when things around us become difficult. The next one is money. Money is another one of those resources that hardly anybody seems to have figured out. Who has enough money? And that shows us that money can only act as a resource if we're not freaked out about it. And this includes people who are in debt and millionaires. What use is it to be a millionaire or even a billionaire if you're constantly scared of losing your money? So money can be a fantastic resource. It's neither good or bad. What makes it good or bad is what we do with it. And what you do with your money can really be a great resource to how you feel overall. And that does not determine how much you have. It's really about how you spend the money you have. Next on the list is work. And that's an interesting one because work is often thought of as a stressor. But can we see it any other way? What does work give us? For me, I think there are lots of opportunities for growth. We learn skills. We get new connections, people we would otherwise never have met. Some of them become our friends. And we get a sense of meaning if we believe in the product or the service that our company is offering. How has your work helped you grow? What wouldn't have been possible without doing the job that you do now? Play is one of the most underappreciated items on this list of resources. I would bet that most of you don't even think about play as a resource in the first place. But the times we play and fool around can truly energize us. We often brush aside because we play aside, because we think, ah, I don't have time, this makes no sense, there is no specific goal to attain, but actually the energy we get out of playing helps us accomplish everything else. For example, I was at the Positive Psychology Conference, World Conference this summer, and although there were a lot of interesting sessions and ideas kicked around, it was really the fun that I had with hanging out with my friends who I met during my master's study. And that energy really powered me through months and months afterwards. It was not the serious learning that did that. It was 
sitting by the pool with a couple of cocktails and just laughing for quite a lot. Like whenever we were not in an actual session, that's what we were doing most of the time. And we shouldn't underestimate how much playing can do for us. Learning is another great resource we tend to overlook. And it doesn't matter if we enjoy learning about cars, cooking, or cognitive science. If you have ever been fortunate enough to pursue learning in an environment where you don't feel judged, but the joy of discovery was at the center, you will have experienced firsthand the kind of energy that can come out of learning something. It's also one of those things which we brush aside often. But if you don't learn a lot or don't enjoy learning, well, if you don't enjoy it, then, you know, engage with any of the other 15 resources. But if you enjoy learning about anything, I would really encourage you to indulge in that learning, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day or 7 minutes a day. It's hard not to find 7 minutes a day. The next is creativity, and I like creativity because it's such a super useful resource for all different kinds of reasons. We can explore something we are interested in creatively and reap the benefits mentioned in the learning part. We can come to terms with difficulties by transforming sadness or anger into some kind of art. And I don't mean art as in a painting, even if we just write it down, that's a form of art. We can use creativity to come up with different ideas and experiments to feel better. And if you're interested in creativity, go and check out episode 33. The next is helping. Now, this can be a risky one. Sometimes helping others while ignoring ourselves can be the very reason we are experiencing challenges. However, by thinking about both who can help us with specific things or just in general be a supportive presence but also who we can help and who can we support these things tend to go hand in hand so we can not only fill up our own resources but be the cause for someone else to feel good and supported and fully stocked in the resource arena The next on the list is love, and most people probably think immediately about romantic partners. And if you have one, that's great. If that's your main source of love, I'm happy for you. I think there's a lot of love in this world, and I'm just, whenever I see it, I'm grateful for it, regardless of whether it's mine or not. But love has many different ways of being present in our life. And I'm a big fan of practicing love so that we can be in touch with the feeling of love, even if the one we love or the people we love can't be with us right now. Loving-kindness meditation, pets or other animals, praying for others, remembering beautiful moments, or writing gratitude lists and letters are all ways to connect to this energy of love without being at the mercy of, you know, the romantic roller coaster of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife. The next is friends. And 
Number four on the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware is that people wish they had stayed in touch with their friends. Children are another great resource and they don't even have to be your own. I can't help but notice that even the kids of strangers are a great resource to me. I love how much energy and unbridled joy they have and how they run around and just remind us of our innate vitality and joy that's easy to forget. And kids do a great job at reminding us of that. They, send, they have a sense of wonder that I really love and I actively aspire to be like a kid when it comes to the ability to feel touched and the ability to feel a sense of wonder. They feel wonder about everything and now I, I don't manage that. Like I can't be like, oh my god, you just did this. And But a kid, they, they think that's the coolest and weirdest thing ever. And, and that's so sweet. How we can love kids instantly is also something that's really interesting to me. In the adult world, we are all into like, oh, I get to know you and trust you and then I can love you. But kids remind us that we have the ability to feel love and connection instantly, even if the other person has not done anything for us. So I think kids are a great resource, regardless of whether you have them or not. The next are relatives. And even if you think you don't like your family, there's a chance that of all the people related to you, there's at least someone who's cool. You would have probably never met if they weren't part of your family. And maybe they even give you the relative bonus, meaning that they would spend time with you if otherwise they wouldn't. It's easy to focus on our immediate relatives. And although, of course, my parents, for example, have shaped me the most, I have learned a lot from my Indian side of the family. So to me, relatives are a huge resource. They expand my horizons, both in the figurative and literal and I'm, I'm really happy to have them the next is the home does your home protect you from the elements does it give you space to relax and go about your daily life well in that case it's a resource too maybe you're even the creative kind who likes to decorate and make it even more homely and that's so nice your home also might keep you out of trouble and provide the space to have a good time. And that's something that we probably don't think about because it's so normal, like air. So normal for us to have it that it's easy to take for granted. But we shouldn't. A beautiful home, or even just a home, is a resource that not everybody in this world has. The next is a neighborhood. And... I'd like to tell you a little bit about my neighborhood. It's full of foreigners, and I love it because it means I can make as much noise as I want to without having to be scared that somebody will complain. Whereas if I, you know, when I was living in the Swiss part of town, I was always a bit scared that somebody would come and be like, oh, what's going on? Why is it so loud? And, you know, foreigners who live here, they're just not like that. 
they also really help me to keep a balance of perspective. For example, when I look at the media, and the media is always going on about all the problems that are caused by foreigners, and then I just look out of the window, and I see that a lot of these things are simply not true. And although I would know that in my head, even if I would live in a purely Swiss neighborhood, it's important to have the real-life examples to be really convinced of something. So this gives me a lot of energy, especially when it's the World Cup or something, and everybody's yelling and screaming when their teams are playing. I love that. And sometimes they have the Turkish music or something, and it just sounds like I'm on vacation even though I'm staying at home. This neighborhood is, of course, part of a larger community. And even if you're not very involved in your own community, it can be a great resource. My city is not sexy, it's not cool, but it's a great resource nevertheless because it provides an environment in which I feel safe and that I can do things without having to worry too much about stuff like traffic jams, for example. Also, people are honest in general, so you can forget your bag somewhere or even walk away from an ATM and people will come running after you with their money. And finally, I would like to talk about an extra resource that the psychologists who devised this list left out. I don't know why, because to me, it's one of the biggest resources of all, and that's nature. The other day, I was in France, in the middle of the countryside. It was the kind of place where they don't even have, not, they don't have anything. I, I don't think they have a post office, there's no ATM, there's nothing. There's just a couple of houses, and that's it farming nothing besides that at night you'd hear absolutely nothing except the wind and sometimes maybe some bird but one night i looked up at the sky as i was walking back towards the place where i was staying and i saw more stars than i had ever seen anywhere and the reason is that because of the light pollution because of all the lights that are emitted by cities such as my own, you don't see the stars in the sky. A lot of them you just don't see because it's too light, even at night. But there, they don't have light pollution. So I saw all these stars, which you normally can't see, and it was a freaking cold night, and I was shivering. But I was standing outside by myself, and I felt an absolute sense of awe gratitude because I'd done nothing to deserve these stars and yet they were given to me. So to me, nature, one of the biggest resources of all. I really hope that this episode helped you to expand what you think of as resources to tackle daily life and to prosper. I hope that even if things are hard, you have at least some of these resources and can use them to feel better and change your situation. Maybe you're also feeling good and this just reminded you of all the things you have. Now before you go away, we have two new reviews. Yay! <coughs> Smart Living by Living Well by Comics Boys Boy from the USA. There are so many things I want to say here. I will simply say that this podcast is infectious and life-changing. Thank you for your work. Five stars. Thank you, Comics Boy. 
The next is Insightful and Human by Elke Cora from Australia. What a wonderful podcast, thoughtfully presented, full of insights, breathes humanity worth tuning into for pearls of wisdom from the Amanda Blue Mountains in Australia. Now I googled that place. I'm not sure though if what I found was actually the region you were writing to, to me from, Elke, or whether I just found pictures of a chick called Amanda Uh, Amanda in some blue mountains. I don't know, but if it's that place, it looks almost tropical. Really beautiful. Thank you so much again, Comics Boy and El Kikora. You're really, really special. And I mean that. Now, why do I mean that? Well, the thing is that a lot of people might silently appreciate things in their life. But even when you look at best-selling authors, it's only a tiny percentage of people who take the trouble to actually express their gratitude. And it feels good to both receive the gratitude, but also to give it. So if you want to do something for you to immediately increase your happiness, go and review something that you like. Go and review something you care about. Of course, I would love it if it were this podcast, but it doesn't have to be. It can also be your favorite book, music, especially if it's stuff by people who don't already have 500 reviews because they're the ones who get the biggest kick out of it, believe me. Now, why would you do that? If you're a little bit skeptical and you're like, yeah, well, hmm, I don't know about reviews, why doing them? Well, it helps people find podcasts and books and music because a lot of programs have these algorithms and one of the factors of these algorithms is how much reviews the show gets. And the more reviews it gets, the more, the higher, you know, it ranks in the search rankings. So if you look at podcasts in this category, you will see that it ranks higher and higher the more reviews you leave. And it also helps people making a decision, like people who have found it, but they're not sure, should I listen to this? Should I not listen to this? And then a lot of them go to the reviews. And if those are good... They will give it a try. And the more people give this a try, the more people share this with their friends, the more we can all help each other to spread happiness and meaning. And because I really appreciate those of you who have left a review, I don't just want to honor Comics Boy and Elke, but all the people who sent in a review, left a comment, or sent me an email at some point. Now, I really hope I didn't forget anyone. Hildur from Iceland. Martin from England, but writing from Japan. Jay from Switzerland. Digital Capybara from the USA. Simon from Switzerland. Amswith1009 from the USA. Heidi from Switzerland. Mohammed, sorry, um, Stitcher doesn't provide the country, so for those without a country, they're from Stitcher, and I don't know where they're from. U31116KJDTFH from the USA. Lots of love. Miriam from the UK. Mr. Wyke. And Brian from Chicago. And I know where he's from because he sent me an email. 
All right. Thank you, all you wonderful people. But also thank those who haven't yet left a review. It's great to see that the Positive Psychology podcast is growing. I'm happy that you guys are obviously sharing it with your friends, even if you're not leaving reviews. That's also a great way. If you don't, if you're not the kind of person to put yourself out there and send reviews, that's cool. Just share it. Share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. But only if you benefit from it. And newsflash, if you've listened to more than five episodes, you're already a fan. So, yeah. All right. If I don't hear from you before Christmas, or if you don't hear from me, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. If you're not celebrating Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. And if you're celebrating something else right now that I don't know what's going on, I still wish you a very happy time with family and candles and good food. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.